Welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. The title of this message is The Names of God, Part 2, Yehovah Shalom. As I mentioned in Part 1, the purpose of my life is to know my Father. The purpose of your life is to know your Father. Yeshua said in John 17, 3, This is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Yeshua Messiah, whom you have sent. All of eternity is about knowing our Father. In Jeremiah 8, 7, Jehovah said this, Even the stork in the heavens knows her appointed times, and the turtle dove, the swift, and the swallow know the time of their coming. But my people do not know the mind or the judgment of Jehovah. In Hosea 6.6, Jehovah 6, says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. And Yeshua himself quotes Hosea 6.6 6, at least twice in the New Testament. The cry of our Father's heart is that we would seek him so that we would know him, so we would be like him, that others might seek him. Let me say that again. The cry of our Father's heart is that we would seek him, so that we would know him, so that we would be like him, that others might seek him. Now, our Father is known in the scriptures as Jehovah Shalom. Shalom is a Hebrew word that you may be familiar with, meaning peace. You, may also, you might also know that it's a greeting in Hebrew and in Israel as to say hello or goodbye, and it means well wishes and blessing and goodness be to you. In fact, shalom may be the most widely defined word in the Hebrew language. Shalom means well, happy, healthy, prosperous, joyful. Shalom means peace, favor, rest, safety, wholeness. Shalom means to restore, to complete, to perfect. Shalom means nothing missing, nothing damaged, nothing broken. Really, shalom is all the goodness of Father and all the goodness of His kingdom wished upon us, hoped for us, and given to us through our Savior Yeshua and His Holy Spirit. Another good definition of shalom we see in 2 Corinthians 1.3 where God Himself is called the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. Our Father is the Father of mercy. His mercy flows to us. It covers us. In the Psalms it says that he surrounds us with songs of deliverance. He's the God of comfort. He is the God of peace. He gives us his peace and walks us to, wants us to walk in his peace. Another way that we can define shalom is to be reconciled to Father, to seek Father with all of our heart, and to be like him. We see the name Jehovah Shalom first appear in the book of Judges. In Judges chapter 6, we see an encounter with, with, between the living God and a man named Gideon. And you can go into Judges 6 and read the background. But basically, in the days of Gideon in Judges 6, the nation of Israel had rebelled against Jehovah, and they began to worship the God known as Baal. In fact, Gideon's father 
is recorded as having an altar to Baal in his backyard. So the people were rebellious, worshiping a false god, and Father allowed the Midianites to oppress Israel. The Midianites were a neighboring country, and they were oppressing Israel. They were taking their crops when they became ripe. They were uh, more powerful than Israel and really making things miserable for the nation of Israel. So we see uh, in Judges 6 that Gideon is uh, in hiding from the Midianites. He is in the wine press, which is a hidden place, and he's threshing grain there. It's not normally where you would, would thresh grain, but the Midianites would come and take the grain. So Gideon was hiding it and threshing it in a hiding place. And Father God appears to Gideon, and he says these words to Gideon, Shalom, do not fear, you will not die. And the response of Gideon we see in Judges 6, it says that Gideon built an altar to Jehovah and called it Jehovah Shalom. Once again, you can read the context there. There's an encounter between God and a man named Gideon. And in those days, people believed if you saw the angel of the Lord or the angel of Jehovah or Jehovah face to face, you would die. But that's not the message that our Father God comes to Gideon with. The message Father shares with Gideon is Shalom, do not fear, you will not die. In fact, what Father is saying to Gideon is this, let's walk together. Let's walk together. I am for you, not against you. Let's do something together to throw off the enemy. Let's do something together to revive Israel and bring them back to me. And Gideon, by building this altar and naming it Jehovah Shalom, says, I agree. Let's walk together. Let's do something together to throw off this enemy. And if you read the rest of that episode in Judges there, you'll see that Elohim used Gideon to do just that. Now, several years ago, when I was prayer walking in Israel, Father gave me a message for the people of Israel. And I've picked it up and taken it as a message for me. Jehovah Shalom means let's be at peace with God. Let's be God's friend. Let's be God's co-worker. Let's make a covenant with our Heavenly Father. Let's do something together that makes life better for other people on planet Earth. Let's do things with our Father to bless others. And this is the word that Father shared with me for Israel. Jehovah said this, I am reaching out my hand to draw you. I am lifting up my voice to call you. You are not forsaken. You are mine. And in fact, in Zechariah 9.10, it says that the Messiah would come to Israel and speak shalom to the nations. It's something that he speaks. He speaks shalom, shalom to draw people to himself. So let me share that word with you again. I am reaching out my hand to draw you. I am lifting up my voice to call you. You are not forsaken. You are mine. That can be a definition for us of Jehovah Shalom. 
He reaches his hand out to us. He lifts up his voice to us to say, I am for you, not against you. Let's walk through this life together. Let me move on to another scripture where our Father is reaching out to his people in a similar way. This is the book of Numbers where Jehovah speaks to Moses. Numbers 6, verse 22. And Jehovah spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, Jehovah bless you and keep you. Jehovah make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Jehovah lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. The name of Elohim is mentioned here. By speaking this blessing over the people of Israel, literally Aaron and his sons were placing the name Jehovah Shalom on the people. And he said then, I will surely bless them. Let's think about that with regard to this blessing upon us. And we can speak this same blessing out of number six over ourselves, over our children, our grandchildren, over those that we love, over those that we know. And by doing so, we're putting all the goodness of God and all the goodness of his kingdom and all the goodness won for us at Calvary by Yeshua onto other people. And I encourage you to bless people with this and bless people in other ways and be a blessing just like our Father is a blessing. And so then we see that Yeshua comes along in the way of Shalom. And Yeshua comes along as Jehovah Shalom in bodily form, Emmanuel, God with us. And in fact, Yeshua said this in John 14, 27. That's John 14, 27. Shalom, or peace, I leave with you. My shalom I give to you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So, Yeshua is also blessing us with this word, shalom. In fact, he says he's giving us his shalom. He's leaving it with us. And so what's the practical ap practical application of what Yeshua is saying there? He's saying, don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. So think about the times of trouble and the times of hardship. Maybe an illness, maybe a death in the family, maybe financial problems. A myriad of troubles in this world. In fact, Yeshua said, In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. In this verse, Yeshua is telling us, When these things happen to us, don't let your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I've already, I've already given you my shalom. I'm going ahead of you. I'm with you. My spirit is inside of you. Let my peace rest and abide with you so that you're not anxious and troubled and speaking all kinds of negative things whenever bad things happen to you. Look for the deliverance of the Lord and look for this verse in Romans 8 where it says, All things work together for good to those who love God and are the called according to his purpose. So we see Yeshua speaking peace as he walked the earth. And then Yeshua, of course, offered up his life as a sacrifice for our sins. And three days later, he rose from the dead. It's interesting that when Yeshua, the evening of his resurrection, first appeared to his disciples in John 20, 21, 
the first word out of Yeshua's mouth is Shalom. Just as when Yehovah appeared to Gideon in the hidden place, Gideon was afraid of the Midianites, Gideon was hiding, Yehovah comes in and says Shalom. So the apostles, the disciples of Yeshua, they were hiding in a room. Yeshua comes to them in that place and says Shalom. As the Father sent me, I am sending you. Then it says he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. So the resurrected Messiah now is speaking shalom to his disciples and imparting to them the Holy Spirit, saying to them shalom. So what I'm proposing to you and what I believe for myself is that the work of the Holy Spirit in us is Jehovah Shalom. The work of the Spirit of Yeshua in and through us is this Shalom. All those things that I mentioned earlier, wholeness, prosperity, goodness, the graciousness of God, restoration, completion, nothing missing, nothing damaged, nothing broken, the favor of God, his rest, his safety, his joy. And in fact, in John or in Romans 14, 17, it says, The kingdom of Elohim is not in eating and drinking, but in righteousness, shalom, and joy in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who works shalom in us from Father and Son. He's working in us with that shalom. So let me share with you here uh, the seven spirits of Elohim. In Revelation chapter 1, it says that there are seven spirits who are before the throne. And I will give you the name of the spirit and the Bible reference, and we'll attach it and apply it to this idea of this wholeness of shalom in us. So not, is, not only is Jehovah Shalom a name, an identity, uh, the essence of our God, but it's something that he imparts to us and comes and lives and works in us. Number one, the Holy Spirit is known as the spirit of grace and supplication. The spirit of grace and supplication. This is Zechariah 12.10. So what is this spirit working in us? Well, he's working grace to repent and supplication to pray. This is a spirit that leads men into repentance and intercession. Number two, the spirit of truth. John 16.13. And Yeshua tells us specifically that when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. The Holy Spirit, as the Spirit of Truth, is our guide. He's our teacher. He bears witness of Yeshua in our lives. And Father wants us to come out of that place of falsehood, that place of doubt, that, that place of deception, because Yeshua said this, you'll know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So the Spirit of Truth is guiding us also into freedom, and that's a big part of Shalom. Number three, the Spirit of Adoption or the spirit of sonship. Romans 8, 15, 16 says that we did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear, but a spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Father, Elohim's spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are sons of God. So this spirit is bearing witness inside of us day after day that we're sons and daughters of the living God, that we belong to him, 
that we've been brought back into his kingdom, that he's for us and not against us, that he wants to walk in us and do something on earth that defeats the enemy and brings sons and daughters back to the Father. Number four is the spirit of faith. In 2 Corinthians 4.13, it says, We all have the same spirit of faith by which we believe and speak. Now, Yeshua gives us the importance of believing and speaking in Matthew chapter 12, where he said, I tell you the truth, for every idle word men speak, they will give an account on the day of judgment. By your words you will be justified, by your words you will be condemned. So the spirit of faith is leading us into believing and speaking unto righteousness, unto justification, unto wholeness. And in Romans 10, it says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. And that word in, in Greek, salvation, there is sozo. It means wholeness spirit, soul, and body. That's the work of the spirit of faith. Number five, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. This is in Ephesians 1, 17 and 18, where Paul actually is praying for the Ephesians. Paul says, I pray when I make mention of you in my prayers that God would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you might know the hope of your calling and all things which belong to you through the life, death, and resurrection of Yeshua the Messiah. That is the work of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He's there to help us know Father. He's there for dreams and visions and prophecies and to bless our relationship with our Father and with Yeshua. Number six is the spirit of power love, and a sound mind. In 2 Timothy 1.7, Paul writes, God did not give you a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. These are the characteristics of the disciples of Yeshua. These are the characteristics that our Father wants in his sons and daughters. Power. Yeshua said in Acts 1.8, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Love. In 1 Corinthians 13, we're told, Faith, hope, and love abide. The greatest of these is love and a sound mind. And Father wants us to know him. He wants us to think clearly. And he wants us, through our thoughts, to be transformed into the image of Yeshua. And then number seven is the spirit of prophecy. This is in Revelation 19, verse 10. And it says that the spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Yeshua. So prophecy, whether it's preaching the gospel, preaching the scriptures, or preaching the mind of God, or the mysteries of God. And now remember in, second, in 1 Corinthians 14.3, we're said that the man who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men, but he speaks to God, for in the spirit he speaks mysteries. So sometimes prophecy is speaking mysteries. Other times it's a word of prophecy, a word of knowledge or a word of wisdom that helps people know what to do or helps them overcome an obstacle or confirms something in them. This is the Spirit in us prophesying the word which we get from Elohim given to other people for 
edifying them, building them up, confirming things to them, teaching them who they are, a whole variety of things from the, the spirit and the gift of prophecy. So those are the seven spirits of God. Those are what the Holy Spirit works in us. This is shalom, all Father's goodness, all Father's plans for us to walk in and with him every day. Several years ago, I spent two days uh, struggling with kidney stones, uh, a very painful time in my life. And I remember the, the first time I experienced that, it was about 8 o'clock in the evening, and I began to experience a very uh, sharp pain in my side. And I didn't really know what it was at the time, but after a few hours it dawned on me, uh, this was a kidney stone. And all, I was up all night. Uh, the pain was such that I couldn't sleep, I couldn't rest, I was pacing the floor, and I fell to my default, which was to complain and to grumble. So you can imagine a night of grumbling and complaining uh, to God, to the air, uh, probably to Laura, my wife, and certainly just to myself. Uh, it was not a good night either in my body nor in my soul. I was not at rest. I was not at peace. And I didn't want to be going through this. Well, at 8 o'clock in the morning, the pain went away. And I began to rejoice. The pain's gone. Hallelujah. Well, at 8 o'clock that next day, the pain returned. And it was just as acute, just as, as strong. And... Once again, it kept me up all night. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't rest. I was pacing the floors. But during that day, uh, after the pain left at 8 in the morning, I had been up all night grumbling and grousing. I decided that day, if these kidney stones come back, I'm not going to do that a second night. I decided that if I was going to be up all night again with kidney stones, I'd pray all night. I would worship the Father, I would pray for others, I'd pray in the Spirit, I'd get my Bible out. And that second evening at 8 o'clock when the pain came back, that's exactly what I did. You see, I received from the Spirit within me a peace, a shalom, a power, a change of attitude. Though the kidney stones were still there and being passed, I decided with the power of the Holy Spirit, with His grace, that I would change my ad attitude and my actions and my behavior. So that second night, I was at perfect peace. In Isaiah 26, 3, it reads, You will keep him in perfect peace, shalom, whose mind is stayed upon you. To be stayed upon the Lord, our mind is stayed, it's steadfast, it's focused. In Colossians 3, 1 to 3, we read, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with the Messiah in God. It's our choice. We have the Spirit in us and we can choose. We can choose one attitude and stay up all night grumbling. We can choose another attitude, stay up all night rejoicing and praying in the purpose, perfect peace of Jehovah. That word steadfast is another part of shalom. Uh, David wrote this in Isaiah 57, 7. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise. So this is the shalom that comes to us through the Spirit. Uh, 
we're steadfast, we're unmovable, and we're singing and giving praise even in the midst of difficult circumstances. In fact, this is why Yeshua came. It's part of the reason he suffered and he died. In Isaiah 53, 5, it says, He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace, shalom, was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Right there in the midst of uh, his wounding and his bruising and the healing by his stripes, this chastisement, he was chastised. He was beaten. He was uh, tortured. He was put to death for our peace, for our shalom. So why should, we, why should we walk without it? Why should we not receive this? Why should we not connect with Jehovah Shalom and walk in that perfect peace day in and day out, uh, no matter what our circumstances? Yeshua purchased it for us. It's ours. Now in Psalm 29, 11 and 12, it says, Jehovah will strengthen his people. He will bless his people with shalom. And then in Psalm 34, it says, Depart from evil and do good. Seek shalom and pursue it. Let me read that again because I want to close with this. Jehovah will strengthen his people. He will bless his people with shalom. It's the very thing our Father is desiring to give us and place upon us and have us walk in. And then it tells us what we, we are required to do. Depart from evil and do good. Seek shalom and pursue it. Those are strong words. Seek it. Pursue it. Go after shalom until you get shalom. You may not have it now in your circumstances. Seek it. Pursue it until you get it. Uh, Yeshua said this uh, in Matthew 6. He said, Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened to you. Ask and you shall receive. Everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. To everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. And the, and the, the words there in the, he, in the Greek are keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking until you find Jehovah Shalom and receive that perfect peace. And I'll say at the end of this podcast, Shalom to you. <laughs>